Hello, friend. It's Joanna here, and welcome to She Speaks for Herself. This podcast is for women who have been knocked down and are ready to get back up and reclaim their lives. If you are ready to get back up, you are ready to stand tall and stand up for yourself, and you do that by using your voice to speak your truth and to remind yourself that you matter. So in this episode, we're going to step back first to understand how our childhood experiences have a part in the relationships that we're in today. In particular, relationships that may be unhealthy and not serving us at all. If you're not a fan of public speaking, I've got another resource that can help you increase your confidence if you need to give a presentation at work or deliver a speech at a friend's wedding. The site is called PodiumPrimer.com. There you'll learn the basics of how to write a speech and how to deliver your message so that it resonates with your audience. You can subscribe to Podium Primer's monthly newsletter and check out our online training program so that you can quickly learn the essentials to improve your public speaking skills. Visit Podium Primer today. That's PodiumPrimer.com to get the basics on public speaking. In school, at least when I grew up, there wasn't a semester or, or even a day focused on relationships and defining what a healthy relationship consists of. For most of us, where do we learn what a relationship should be like? Well, you get it from your parents or other adult figures in your life. And no matter what kind of relationships they were, even as a child, you were observing and taking it all in. This, to you, is what marriage looks like. This is how a man should behave, how a woman should behave, what they say, how they dress, what they do. You learn about who does the dishes and, and who doesn't, who drives the family car and who doesn't, who helps you with your homework and who doesn't. Now, you didn't ask for it. But you were given a blueprint for what a relationship should look like, should be like. And as you grew up and started to like boys, guess what? You tended to model your relationships on what you knew and what you had experienced. So you picked up the good and also the bad. You may have seen your parents holding hands as they watched TV on the couch. You may have also seen them slamming doors and shouting at each other. This is your baseline your relationship norms. Everybody has a different experience. And as you found yourself in a relationship later in life, in the absence of information or answers, and you had to measure it against the norms that were formed in you, sometimes things can get complicated. For example, say your family holds pride in high regard. Part of your family values includes excelling at everything you do, getting an A in class. Well, that was the minimum. Going for gold at the swim meet. Absolutely. They'd expect nothing less. Same with a nice home, a nice marriage, a nice car, a nice presentable family. But what happens if there's strife in your family? What if there's a risk of having the family name tarnished? Well, your family, this is what they would do. They'd sweep it under the rug or handle their business behind closed doors in hushed voices. Now, that was your norm growing up. Is there anything wrong with wanting your kids to excel, to own a beautiful home, to have a nice car? Is there anything wrong with caring about how you look and how you are perceived in society? No, not necessarily. And yet here's how it could show up when we fast forward into the future and you're in a committed relationship. 
Here's your partner. He has a good job, comes from a good family. He's good looking. He fits right in with yours. Well, what if your partner gets upset with you at a restaurant and he starts to raise his voice? Instead of making a scene, which you hate, right? You placate him. You soothe him. You say yes to whatever it is that he wants. You apologize just so you can avoid making a scene. Now, once, if this happens once, that's okay. But what if it becomes a regular occurrence? He wants something and now he knows which buttons to press with you. And so he presses and you acquiesce to every single request. Or what about another scenario? You find that your boyfriend gets jealous of your childhood male friend. It was endearing before, but but now it's becoming an issue. There are regular arguments at home whenever you meet up with him or get a text from your buddy. And no matter what you say, you can't get him, your boyfriend, to see that there is no threat at all and it's causing a real strain on your relationship. Everything else in your relationship is good. Everyone thinks you're perfect together. He's hinting at a proposal. He has so many other wonderful qualities that you value. So why throw it away over this one issue? Why wouldn't you show that you love him by closing the book on this old friendship? He is your present now and he's your future, is he not? Is it a big leap to tie your childhood experiences to what you were now reliving in your present relationships? Absolutely not. Childhood experiences shape who we are, but, and this is the big but, they do not have to define who you are today. And how do we start that process? It starts with being open to understanding why and how you became the person you are today. So think now of the formative relationships you saw growing up. It could have been your parents. They may come to mind. If it's not your parents, maybe uh, relatives, neighbors, couples you saw regularly. Now, who were they? Think about them. Who were they? What did you admire about their relationship? What did you like about it? And what did you dislike? Think about what was the role of the woman in the relationship? And what was the role of the man's? What did they as a couple value and what was important to them? Whether that was implied or if it's something that they told you. And now looking at all the values that they had, these couples, these people, it's time to look inward and and see, are you carrying some of their values that actually don't hold true for you? Because most values, generally, they're not necessarily good or bad. They, they just are, right? And it could be your values or it could be your parents' values. This is an opportunity for you to reassess and confirm that the values you're carrying, that you are living with, that you were living by, aren't some throwback to some relationship figure in the past. If they valued religion, ask yourself, is it actually important to you? If getting married was an absolute must, is it actually important for you too? Same with having a kid, having a boy and a girl, no kids. Is that something that you want? Do you think it's important to pool your money or keep your money separate? Must your partner be good looking? Who needs to be the cook in the relationship? Is it the wife, the husband, 
Is it a shared activity? Is it neither? This could be a very liberating exercise and also incredibly eye-opening. You can free yourself of old values that no longer hold true for you, that never belong to you in the first place. And you can stand stronger behind the values that you do hold close to your heart, that are are yours, and that you do identify with. And in knowing this, it can help you understand the relationship that you're in, if it is in alignment with your values, and if it's serving you in a way that you need it and in the way that you deserve it. I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you did, it would mean the world to me if you leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. That way more women can join our community. I'm going to chat with you next week. And until then, know that you are amazing just as you are, friend. Keep doing your best.